Welcome to You Are Not A Goat. If you want to follow your passion and do what you love, this is the podcast for you. Without further ado, here's your host, Slimy Zions. Hello and welcome to another amazing episode of You Are Not a Goat. My name is Shlemy Zients and I am your host. Welcome back to the show. This week, as always, we have an awesome episode for you. We are going to be hearing from Britain's youngest millionaire, somebody who's disrupting the real estate industry, and we will get to that in a minute. But before we get to that, I just wanted to tell you guys about the YouTube channel. So last week I mentioned that we're going to be posting videos on my personal YouTube channel. Not the You Are Not A Goat YouTube channel. I have two YouTube channels. One is for the podcast. One is my personal channel. Uh, Please subscribe to the podcast channel and to my personal channel. It's called Shlomi Zions. Pretty easy. Just Google it. You'll find it. Um, Last week, I did mention I was going to start posting to it, and I was supposed to post a video last week, but the editing wasn't perfect, and I'd rather give out a great piece of content that comes out a little bit late than give out a medium, mediocre piece of content that comes out on time so there is a lot of good content coming please subscribe to the channel so that you won't miss any videos and let's get right into this week's interview also before we start with the interview I just want to mention that last week I also started reading reviews online if you have not yet left a review on the podcast please do so in the iTunes podcast store Um, if you leave a review you are eligible to win a gift card every week I will be reading one review on the show And whoever's review I do read will receive a gift card. So stay tuned for that at the end of the show. Let's get into this week's interview. In today's world, there are many industries that are being disrupted by technology. And this is affecting the way we live. For example, there's Uber who changes the way we travel. We have Amazon changing the way we buy things. We have iTunes and Spotify changing the way we listen to music. There is one industry where almost nothing has changed in 50 years, and that is the real estate industry. If I wanted to buy or sell a home, I would contact a real estate agent who would list my home for sale or assist me in buying a home. The commissions paid to the agent are usually 2.5%, which in the United States generally comes out to tens of thousands of dollars. Today's guest is Akshay Ruparelia. Akshay started a company called doorsteps.co.uk. What his company does is they will come to your home and list it for sale for just 99 pounds, which in US dollars would be $129.57 according to Google. So this company will come list your home and if your home ends up selling, all you will pay is 99 pounds which is a massive difference in price from what people pay in the United States. As I mentioned, it can cost tens of thousands of dollars. Akshay is disrupting the real estate industry in England and owns one of the highest rated real estate companies in the United Kingdom. Please welcome to the show, Akshay Ruparelia. Thank you. Thanks for having me. How are you? Good, thank God. I read that you are the youngest millionaire in the UK. Yes, uh, by some metrics uh, in the UK, yes, that, that is true. That is still the case? Uh, that is still the case, yes. How old are you? I am still 19 years old. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> Thank you very much, appreciate it. 
So if you don't mind, if you could please tell us a little bit about your background, where you come from, and uh, a little bit about yourself. Yeah, of course, not a problem at all. So um, uh, as mentioned, I'm 19 years old. I live in northwest London uh, here in the UK. Um, my family originally come from uh, ancestry is kind of East African Indian, and so Indian descent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've grown up here uh, just outside of London my whole life. Um, I've been, it's myself and my, an, an older sister of mine, and we have been carers, uh, young carers to my parents uh, a whole lot as well, um, both who are deaf. Um, we've had a pretty modest upbringing here in the UK, uh, but moved into London about 10 years ago. Um, and that's when I started gaining interest very, very slowly, but surely in the property sector. Um, which has led me to where I am today. So right now you have what we would call in the United States a real estate brokerage? Yes, that's right. Okay. So, How uh, did that come what about? We do, yeah, so uh, what we do here at doorsteps.co.uk is slightly different to your, your traditional uh, brokerage uh, or, or in the UK, obviously, estate agency. Um, so we operate online. So what we do, you know, traditionally, uh, the traditional method is you have a high street estate agent or high street broker. They will only cover a certain area or potentially region um, in the country um, and or, or within a town and only cover that area. So what you've got is high overheads, high uh, expenses on legacy systems and staff to cover one area. What we do is completely uh, cut out the high overheads. So we have one overhead, one office with the overheads here and local property consultants, mm-hmm. so individuals based all across the UK, from all the way down south, all the way up to the Highlands in Scotland, um, to visit properties uh, and offer the best customer service possible, uh, which allows us to charge £99. So we are currently the cheapest and one of the best rated on service estate agents or, or brokers in Britain. Wow. Now, my father is a real estate agent in Canada, and to awesome. charge okay. 99 pounds for to sell a house would be outrageous over there. Like, how do you guys make money? Yeah, and, and, and rightly so in the sense that it's, it's relatively outrageous here as well. And, and that's what we were going for. You know, we were going for the shock value. It was the shock factor. We wanted to show people that actually what is seemingly impossible to do we can make possible and actually go above and beyond your usual broker. So in the UK, uh, the, the problem is the reputation of estate agents or, or brokers is really poor. It's really poor. So, you know, the, stereo, the stereotype of estate agents is that they are crafty, uh, they lack transparency, um, and it's, it's a horrible industry to be in. And that's what the, you know, the general consensus is across the UK, you know, it's the second most hated profession next to politicians. Wow. So, yeah, <laughs> and that's the way we're here in the UK, you know, culturally. Um, so what we've tried to do is really try and change that perception. And, you know, like I said, it's the shock value, um, but obviously the service, more importantly, trying to offer different perception. We hire different types of people, different backgrounds across the UK, um, and do different flexible workforces, and really try and change the perception of the industry. And because of that, we, we've managed to keep the low cost by growing via word of mouth instead of expensive marketing costs, um, which has allowed us to grow kind of a spiral, a spiral in our growth in the last year and a half. Wow. 
But how how would it be possible to make money? Like selling a house can take months and months of work. And why would it be worth it for you guys to have an office, have agents working for you, and all the paperwork involved for just 99 pounds? See, in terms of selling a home here in the UK, it's been made a lot more um, kind of bifurcated, and a lot more, it's been simplified by the portals. So here we've got portals right Move and Zoopla. Um, and they're the main portals where, where 98% of buyers would go to find a property to buy. Okay, so they would use those portals to buy properties. So what that's we do online? is display our properties. That's right, yes. Okay. So traditionally, you'd go down the, in, in the high street and look at a shop window or local, you, you know, estate agents would buy spaces in local newspapers. Mm-hmm. None of that happens now. None of that happens. Everyone goes to Right Move or Zoopla, the two biggest portals in the UK. Um, and Zoopla actually, in fact, was recently, um, well, the acquisition's going through um, by a US private equity firm, Silver Lake, um, for over two billion pounds. So, sorry, two billion dollars. Um, and that shows the power of, of the portals in the UK. And that's the second largest. So with them, people look to buy property there. So what we do is, is, is um, you know, we display properties on there. And we, again, because of the volume of properties we have, in one office with one set of overheads, we can be around 24-7. We answer the phones 24-7. We've got the online platforms. And it cuts out a lot of the traditional processes and man hours make things a lot more efficient and a lot quicker for the customer so we've got a very low cost structure you know the, the, the people that visit the properties are part of a flexible workforce right so uh, it's, it's very much an efficient structure uh, being you know being an online business to make it work uh, and where we look at the other services like legal services mortgages and so on that's where we start looking at uh, the greater income by offering those value-added services I see. So it's a base price of £99 and everything else uh, can be added. Yeah, and, and that's, I think that's the way the British public have always wanted it. It's like, like a, a pay-as-you-go model in the sense that you choose what you want. If you want a sale board outside your house, if you want us, one of our local consultants, to host your viewings, if you want us to do your legal work, you know, we can do all of that and it's going to cost you maybe four or £500. If you want us to just sell your home, it's going to be, you know, you can do it for 99 quid. So it's as much as you want to take from us, as quick as you're looking to sell, as slow as you're looking to sell, you know, we, we try and cater to all different options. And what percentage of your customers would you say stay with the basic £99 model? I'd say um, with just the £99, I'd say about 30 to 40%, which is still a fair amount. Yeah. Um, but again, we've proven that we can sell the property for £99. Now, we don't treat customers differently because they're only paying 99. You know, every customer is the same to us. We value every customer importantly. Um, you know, as we're so focused on customer service to get the five-star reviews, um, and that's how it works with us. You know, if you buy some extra products like, you know, highlighted listings on on Rightmove, you might sell quicker. But that's down to to the add-ons that you buy. Um, but also you might not. So yeah, we treat every customer the same, and we're you know we're taking four to five hundred property listings per month. Wow. So you were seventeen years old when this started. Uh, that's right. Yes. Were yeah. people skeptical of you when uh, you originally started out? 
So I started during school uh, when I was doing my A-levels. Um, I can't remember what the equivalent is, is over there of A-levels, but um, that's, that's what I was doing here. And um, I started building some of the basic branding, website, business plan, and financial models in the early days. And people were skeptical of me, but I genuinely believed in the fact that the real estate market in the UK was undisrupted. It was untouched by the internet. Mm-hmm. And I, I genuinely felt passion for the fact that it needed some it needed an impact, it needed some change. And that change was more transparency, better customer service, and more importantly, you know, more efficient solutions through the internet. Now I felt that it needed that. And because my, you know, my passion kind of came above my age at certain points where people saw that, um, people saw my clout in trying to develop it. Um, it wasn't easy at all by any stretch. Um, but after a few years, I started developing more ideas and it, it, it started to, to take off. Well, and how many people do you have working for you now? Uh, including all local consultants, a couple of, uh, and then, oh, sorry, all, including all um, local consultants and the office staff. We're looking at around 35 to 40. So it's still, it's still relatively small, again, low cost, um, and that, that's important for us. And how do you manage a team like that? Do you have experience in management? Um, not necessarily, no. Um, I'm something that re- learns. I'm someone that learns quickly. Uh, I'm someone that really, I, I genuinely enjoy learning new things. Um, so I've kind of been learning on the job and. Um, and I found that really effective. You know, I've taken advice from others. I've got mentors in place as well that often help. Um, but I just try and pick up the resources where I can through different people. Uh, and that's important for me. Right. And, and to start this business, did you need any licensing? Uh, no. So in the UK, there's a few regulatory bodies. Uh, I did comply with all their regulations and so on. I just did a lot of reading and the research on what needed to be done. And I made sure we got it all in place before we started. Oh, wow. Now, based on this 99-pound model, if somebody's house does not sell, they, they paid that in advance, they're not getting the 99 pounds back, right? That's right, yes. That's right. And I think the importance there is that it's um, the price, you know, the risk and the disbursement is so low yeah. that it's, it's, it's worth the risk. It's worth the punt. You know? For sure. The average fee here is five or six thousand uh, pounds, between four and six thousand pounds, I'd say, and people are willing to take that risk if it means they actually, hold on, they can pay 99 pounds and potentially save five thousand pounds. Why wouldn't you take the risk? Even if you spent 700 pounds with us, it's still, it's still worth taking the risk because we will keep the property on until it's sold. You know, we have no expiring time with us. You know, we will take it on until it's sold and keep it on for that long. So we will continue putting our concerted effort in throughout the whole way. Wow. Um, and what does the buyer pay in, in this kind of model? So again, uh, the UK structure is slightly different to the US uh, market structure, but here the buyer pays no fee at all um, in most cases. Um, and with us, the buyer doesn't pay a fee at all either. Oh wow. The only fees they pay are for their legal fees, but not for actually finding the property. Um, and that's more because the, the market has been democratized by right movement Zoopla, like I mentioned, allowing, you know, that's an aggregator to the extent that um, everything is in, is in one place. You know, 98% of estate agents will go through right movement Zoopla to market the properties. So it's, as an aggregator, people can just visit the portals uh, and find the properties themselves. So we don't charge a fee to the buyer at all. 
but we do offer them extra services, free mortgage advice and so on, again, in the height of our customer service goal uh, to try and make sure we can offer services to both parties to make the transaction as smooth as possible. Right. And how many houses have you sold so far? Uh, in the last year and a half, we've only been trading for just over a year. With that time, we've sold about uh, just under 1,500 properties. Wow. That would um, be actually, impressive for a business that's been open for 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, um, we've been really kind of, it's been really um, exciting growth for us. You know, this time last year, we were only uh, putting on the market about 100 or so properties a month, less than that. Uh, now, we're, now we're marketing about four to 500 properties a month. Um, and we're just coming up to a stage of mar having marketed a billion pounds worth of properties in the UK. Um, and that's all based on, you know, no marketing, word of mouth, and our genuine belief in customer service. Um, so that's, you know, we're, we're, we're really quite happy with that so far. So you're saying that basically all of your customers come from existing customers? That's right, yeah. So either affiliates or reviews uh, or neutral bodies in the UK that have um, attributed, you know, good, good uh, development and, and positive outcomes from us. Uh, and that's you know how the word has spread about doorstep. And have you found that other companies in the UK are trying to copy what you've been doing? Um, we have, unfortunately, yes. <laughs> um, but I think we've built a lot of value in our brand, um, and the importance of our brand hopefully can stand out from the others. You know, we value simplicity. We try to make the process as simple as possible. We try to make our brand as clean as possible and as simple. Um, but of course, there are other players that have come in at £99, at £89, at £79. Um, but I think the value and the ethos and the cost structure from the ground up is a really, really important differentiator um, for, for businesses. Wow. Have you ever thought about taking this outside of the United Kingdom and expanding to other countries? Um, I have. Um, I've had offers to expand into some parts of Europe, Eastern Europe. Um, parts of Africa actually as well um, and actually the United States has been a very interesting one for us we've been thinking about um, because it seems you know the general consensus again over there in the United States is that you're in need of something like this you know you're in need of a bit of disruption to the sector um, you're in need of a bit of money saving to the sector as well which has been quite important um, obviously an important outcome here especially when the market stagnates you know, the money that they save by using us is often the difference between selling a house and not selling a house and the amount that they can negotiate. So if a house is $200,000 and you know you've got to pay 10000 in fees, hypothetically, um, and then instead of that you're paying us ninety-nine, you've got 9000 you know, over $9,000 worth of negotiation room. And that is, you know, the vital difference uh, could be between a sale and not sale, uh, which has been quite quite interesting for us here but yeah potentially internationally in, in, in the future right but in the united states i believe it's much more complicated to sell a house um listing is relatively simple but th i think there's a lot more bureaucracy yeah, involved in that of course so how would you model it if you were doing it in the united states you wouldn't be able to go for 99 dollars. that would not make sense i think no no not necessarily but i think it's um i think it's got to be again a shocking value We've got to look at the market in the USA, look at what's feasible. Um, but I think the main thing with the USA is about, I think it'd be more about the use of technology to ease the process. 
to make sure different parties are connected up through the, your technological platform. Um, I think that that's where the, the big disruption will be in the USA. Uh, and, and the fees in general in, in the United States, are, are the commissions are higher than, than the UK. In fact, even internationally, the UK is actually one of the cheapest. You know, our average commission is around one and a half percent. Um, but us, you know, having lived here, it's still too high, so that's why we went in for 99 quid. Whereas uh, over in the USA, uh, I, it's my understanding that it's a little bit higher than that. Uh, 2.5. So, um, yeah, exactly that. So 2.5, and in some areas, um, obviously even higher than that. So yeah. um, I think it'd, it'd be looking at what's feasible for, for the US market and then tailoring it to that. I see. What's the biggest challenge you've encountered in the business so far? I think there's been a few, um, inevitably. I think a combination of the price point and my age has been relatively difficult in the sense that making people understand that actually we can do it for £99, um, keeping costs tight, keeping the structure tight, keeping people motivated um, on your cost structure is very difficult. Um, but I think that's been, been, again, absolutely vital in making people understand the long-term vision and then once people do understand the long-term vision of all steps, um, you know, it becomes, it's, it's, a, it's a very positive environment that we have here. Um, but I think a combination of those factors, so starting at my age, learning so much on the job, and, you know, I'm still running the business now. I don't take salary. I don't take any money. So, you know, my title is the UK's youngest millionaire, or whatever it might be, but um, not, there's not a penny of it that I've taken out of the business at the moment. So it's all reinvested. It's all for the long-term growth. We're still very new. Uh, so it's about keeping that momentum is probably the hardest thing. Um, and keeping that momentum whilst learning on the job and, and uh, managing larger and larger teams and keeping the cost structure tight uh, to make sure it fits your £99 price model. Um, but it's, it's an amazing experience. Wow. And I would imagine at this point with the amount of uh, publicity that you got and, and with your awesome record and reviews online, people are probably far less skeptical of you now. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's, property is usually the biggest asset in people's lives, right? Um, you know, in most cases. So when it comes to something like selling a property, being an agent or being a broker, it's about trust at the end of the day. It, it's about trust. So do I trust these people to handle my property sale? Do I trust these people to sell my home? And that's why we've been so focused on reviews because if you can't build trust through the reviews and through branding, um, you know, TV adverts and big billboards can build trust, but editorial content, um, for more so, you know, reviews, that's what builds trust. You know, seeing the people that have done it before, happy with our service, left the review and saved money. That, you know, that's what builds trust. So I think uh, people are a lot more, a lot less skeptical, sorry, at the moment, um, down to the PR, but yeah, more, more so to the, track record and traction we have now with over 500 five-star reviews. Oh, good for you. Um, you're really inspiring to me because you're someone who's really young and you started something massive at a very young age and you've been very successful. What advice would you give to someone? Oh, my pleasure. What advice would you give to someone who's looking to start a business? You know, people are very scared to do this, take the leap of faith. What would you say to someone like that? Yeah, I think there's a few things. Um, I think one of the biggest things that I, I, I've told people is 
you know, and again, just going back to that, I think for me, it's, we, we have built something big, but I think it's, we're, you know, we're nowhere near the end in the sense that we are aiming to be number one agent in Britain. We're still very, very much an early startup. We still make a lot of mistakes, but we're still very dynamic. So I think we've still got a lot more to give. But in terms of what I've learned so far, and, you know, and I've still got so much to learn, but in terms of what I've learned so far, I think um, take a risk. But I think take a risk if you've got an idea and test it cheaply. That's what I'd say. So for me, you know, I, I lowered the risk proposition of not going to university, even though I had the place by, um, you know, by you know, a few things. So that was actually building the idea and building some really basic structures whilst I was doing my A-levels. Um, so whilst I was in sixth form, uh, I was actually starting to build the idea there. Again, lowering the risk proposition. So by the time I came to the decision to avoid university, it meant I'd already had a basic structure in place and the idea had legs. And testing it cheaply. So, you know, invest in yourself. Always invest in yourself. So learn different skills. Don't appoint a lot of lots of professionals to do the work for you because before you even started you spend a lot of money so invest in yourself learn new things build the basic structure go to customers find out what they actually want and work backwards you know i, I wouldn't you know for me it wasn't about spending thousands and thousands of pounds which we didn't have to create an idea and then go to market and find out people didn't like it it was the other way around we went out with something that wasn't great learned from it learned from what customers wanted and tried to build around customers Wow. And when you say you skipped university, didn't you get a scholarship to Oxford? Uh, position, yes. That, that was one of the intentions or one of my plans. Yes. Wow. So you must have really believed in your vision to skip that university. Uh, yeah, we did, yeah. And I think that passion is really important. You know, let the passion drive you. Um, and that's, that's what I try to do. Um, obviously, it's really, really daunting. And emotionally and physically, it's very, very taxing. There's a lot of very difficult times. But, um, you know, trying to be driven by the passion is, is one for me. Wow. And last question, uh, what do your parents think of all of this? <laughs> My parents are very, very proud. Um, they are very proud. And I think they're, you know, they're very, very supportive, again, emotionally and so on, um, in the ideas and plans that I have. Um, and I think, you know, I'm just very thankful to them for being so accommodating. Um, you know, because it's not a conventional route to, to start a business at a young age, but they've been very supportive. Um, but of course, they are very proud. And did they give you any trouble when you told them you didn't want to go to university? Um, initially, it was a bit of a shock, um, of course, it was a bit of a shock. Um, but again, they were supportive of, of decisions that I wanted to make because they saw that I believed in it. And, um, you know, they said, you know, because I didn't withdraw my position from university. Initially, I only deferred entry, so I still had my place for the following year, and that was, that was important. So if things didn't work out, you could always go back? Exactly that, exactly that. But now there's no turning back? Uh, no, and now I'm, I'm, I'm happy about that, happy that I want to pursue the vision, uh, and it's going well, so I want to keep it going. Good for you. Uh, thank you so thank much you for your much. time. We really appreciate it. No problem at all. Thank you. Thank you for your time. And you have much success in the future. Thank you very much. Likewise, have a great day.
That was a really great interview. I love the fact that a teenager can start a million-dollar company. And you can see from this that it's really never too early or never too late to start something awesome. Um, you know, you can always think of a new way to do things. Just really a lot of inspiration. Anyhow, it is time for this week's review. This one comes from Brooklyn Dino, and this is what it says. Good day. First of all, I'd love to let you know that I am a huge fan of your weekly podcast. I always look out for it and especially enjoy the interview that you had with Aaron Krauss from Scrub Daddy. Your adventures and trips around the world keep me full of suspense and it is probably the closest I'll ever be to visiting those countries. Well, thank you, Brooklyn Dino. That is very kind of you. I appreciate you taking the time to leave a review. And for all those of you who have not yet left reviews, please go to the iTunes podcast store, leave a review. You will be eligible to win a gift card if your review is read on the show. Brooklyn Dino won a gift card. So, hey, Brooklyn Dino, if you are out there somewhere, please contact me. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, somehow email youarenotagoat.gmail.com and I will send you your gift card. Uh, to all those of you who listened, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for coming back week after week. We have a lot of listeners all over the world. Everyone's loving the podcast. I love doing it. I appreciate the fact that you're here. So please like and subscribe. Tell your friends about it. Share it. Take some action in your life. Do something that you've been afraid to do. Start something awesome. And maybe just like Akshay Ruparelia, you can be your country's youngest millionaire. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Shlomi Zayans, and you are listening to You Are Not a Goat. We will see you next week. You are not a goat. The podcast for you.